Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, hello and welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. We're here together today with Karen McMahon, who is working on divorce. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, most likely you're trying to figure out how to make marriage work. Karen is trying to figure out how to make divorce work. She has a coaching organization called Journey Beyond Divorce, where she and her team have articulated steps for individuals and couples to figure out how to make this transition. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We talk about you get married to someone and you get divorced from someone. But the reality is that particularly if you have children, you're getting divorced to someone. Um, you're going to be in each other's orbit uh, probably for the rest of your lives as you um, navigate certainly raising children together. Maybe maybe you get to walk away, but regardless, it's a painful transition and she's trying to figure out how to help folks make it. Um, we have uh, re- She has some really great insights. Laura and I are both captivated uh, by these steps that she's articulating and um, how we can put them into practice for some of our own clients who may be headed in that direction. Um, Toward the end, I get kicked off, I think, by the internet gods or maybe the weather. I'm not actually sure how Laura lands the plane, um, but uh, for the part that I got to be on it, and I'm sure for the rest, it was a very cool conversation. Stick around. The fun part is that you're asking us about how long we've been married, how many kids we have, and the whole reason that we brought you on the podcast is to talk about the unmarried. Um, to talk about divorce, which I think is kind of interesting because uh, if memory serves me, you got into this line of work of supporting folks because of your own life experience. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah. So um, I got married late in life. I was 34 mm-hmm. when I got married. I yes. had kids at 36 and 38. And, oh my gosh. Uh, and I really thought I knew you know, I knew who I was, I knew what I wanted and what I didn't want. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was so far from conscious. And so there were a lot of red flags and there were a lot of difficulties and probably about seven years into the relationship, things started getting really, really rocky. And by Mm. year, year 12, we were divorced and Um, so it was a really difficult road and, uh, you know, we can talk about the gifts that come through trial and tribulation. And for Mm -hmm. me, um, the personal growth that, um, that developed over a three and a half year, brutally difficult divorce, uh, changed my life and changed the trajectory of, um, my, my passion, my purpose, my mission in life. And, and I've been, I've been supporting men and women uh, since 2010 and it's just been mm. such a blessing and such a incredible experience to support people through really the darkest, scariest yeah. time of their lives and have so many of them emerge with that same feeling like this, this was, this was for me. Mm. Yeah. 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 When I think about, 
when I think about divorce and I think about sort of Maslow's hierarchy, which I'm kind of in my brain sort of redesigning, but most people are sort of familiar with Maslow's hierarchy um, as it stands. Divorce has a way of really eroding away all of the security, everything from the base level up. And it just makes me think about if there is ever a time for you to feel most insecure at your lowest point in your darkest days, it's going to be post-divorce. And so the work that you're doing to support individuals on that journey seems really stinking important. And it's such a huge part of the population as well. It's unfortunately too large a part of the population. And and it's from the early stages of... I'm trying and this isn't working. Um, Mm. And then if you have children, like, should I stay or should I go is the most brutally difficult decision to make because it's not just you. It's hard when it's just a couple without children. It is very hard. But when, when there are children involved, it's, it, it, it's so much more difficult. And then the whole process through where you're making some of the most important lifelong decisions that you're going to make and you're making them under uh, duress, under stress, under reactivity, under fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we really, and that's actually what our 12 step program is all about is kind of getting people emotionally grounded and, um, and their minds more ordered so that they can, they can partner with their attorney and their soon to be ex and create Mm -hmm. something that's a win-win. When you say 12 step program, do you have, um, is that tied to like the traditional recovery movement or does yours just happen to have 12 steps? Yeah. So I, I was, um, I spent my years in Al-Anon when I was going through my divorce. And okay. so the 12 steps of, uh, that most people know, uh, pretty much saved my life. And then we created mm-hmm. something that is not aligned with that. It's, we sat down three or four years into the practice and said, what are, the emotional obstacles that all of our clients are facing, regardless of how old they are, what gender they are, what their situation is. And we came up with what we felt were 12 steps that would help any human being on this earth navigate relationship better, divorced or not, but our focus is divorce. Hmm. I mean, this is interesting because I think, you know, before we actually hit record, we were talking about, um, you know, the loss of the parents and not making decisions, you know, any, anytime too soon. I've kind of always heard that of don't make big decisions when you are in the process of either grieving or you're in the process of feeling super unsafe in just the world, unsettled, unsafe. And, and the hard part about divorce is that it's all about making decisions. And yet you're so emotionally flooded and overwhelmed, then the world doesn't make sense and it's upside down. And it sounds like the 12-step process for you is about getting folks grounded. Can you you share a bit about that 12 steps? Yeah. And I'll just run through a couple of the the titles of the steps because they'll speak volumes. So we start with step one, which is curb the conflict. Mm. And curb the conflict is actually about that pause, creating space, um, watching that emotional reactivity, you know, flood you. And then within 10 to 100 seconds, it Mm. dies down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so creating space before you respond so that you're responsive rather than reactive. So that's step one. When you just said that, I I really thought you were going to say within 10 to 100 days. I did too. 
Because, you know, conflict, I was thinking about, okay, how do you curb the conflict with someone that you literally are going to war with or not literally, but of course, particularly when divorce is, there's animus, like how do, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like derail your plan already, but like, what do you offer people when they need to curb the conflict? And they're, let's say their partner's just not participating. They're out for blood or whatever it is. Like, are you, are you generally working with people who are trying to work together or are you working with a person Mm -hmm. who's trying to manage their own? Good question. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a great question. So in general, in terms of the practice, um, we do work with couples who are trying to mend their marriage, but that's because the name of the company is Journey Beyond Divorce. That's a small part of people who come to us. Often someone might come to me and say, I need to hire a divorce coach because my spouse needs a divorce, wants a divorce. And if they Uh don't, then we work with that one person on um, working on mending and and they're working on themselves and so whether it mends or ends they're in a better place down the road mm-hmm. to your point zach um you know as we become conscious someone might start out needing a week to calm down before mm-hmm. they can be responsive but as they practice it it becomes a day it becomes a couple of hours it becomes mm-hmm. a couple of minutes and so one of the things that we share with our listeners is Uh, The practice is so valuable because just like anything that we practice, uh, the more you practice it, the better you get at it. And when when we talk about curbing the conflict, you and your spouse might have a conversation or your soon to be ex that where there's disagreement. And so often what you want to do is like, (laughs) right, you want to text back, you want to email back. And that's what we're saying. Don't do that. Step away from the keyboard, go for a walk around the block, uh, call a girlfriend or a guy friend and expel. Um, mm-hmm. And then after you've created that space, you'll mm-hmm. be in a better position to connect to your rational mind and respond mm-hmm. rather than react. Mm. I like, I like that. I also like what you said about men's or ends. I can tell that you've, you've <laughs> created some fun language. Zach really likes stuff like that. I mean, I think he would probably prefer that it was two M's in a row because he likes alliteration. I won't speak for yourself, <laughs> but it, at least it rhymes. Rhyming is fine. Rhyming is fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So step one is creating that, that pause, that moment uh, within conflict. What's step right. two? Step two is heal the hurt. And the reason we made that step two is we're in a society where it's like, don't feel it. The step off our upper lip, you know, go out and get laid, like, you know, whatever it is, go have a cocktail with your friends. And so heal the hurt is really about there's an opportunity here to feel it and heal it and mm-hmm. and honor it and process it and release mm-hmm. it. And so two of the steps in the 12 step, number two, heal the hurt. And step five is grow through grief. And those two, we really dig into all of the emotional overwhelm and how our society tends to um, numb it, stuff it, uh, judge yeah. it, uh, diminish it. And and um, and your loved ones who feel really uncomfortable with sloppy emotions uh, mm-hmm. are often, you know, they're not your A team because they're not helping you in the way that you need help. And so those two steps really guide um, our our students of the program through through feeling and healing. Yeah. I mean, already you've given me two out of 12 steps and I'm imagining months of work because Mm -hmm. this stuff does not come easy, especially if somebody is not familiar with feeling, feeling the feels. 
um, or, you know, actually leaning in and doing the hard work on themselves to change the output, the response. Um, and so I'm just thinking, gosh, I wonder how long 12 steps takes. This seems like a lifetime of work already. So, so we offer 12 steps in 12 months and, okay. and there's, there's also a, a monthly group coaching session mm-hmm. where people can actually get together and, and hear each other's story and be coached by one of our coaches. So, so it's not completely an e-learning uh, uh-huh. situation. And then there's a, a Facebook page. So they have a lot of opportunity to engage with our team of coaches yeah. and, and get exactly what they need. And a lot of our private one-on-one clients will uh, sign up for the 12-step program. And after coaching someone, I'll say to them, so I know you've done step seven, seven uh-huh. times, and I'd like you to revisit it. Um, <laughs> and, and because of what came up during the session, and it's a uh-huh. great way for them to kind of drill down into what's going on with them in between sessions. Yeah, this is good. Wait, so what's step seven? Yeah. <laughs> right? No kidding. Step seven is actually rekindle confidence. And it's all about the story we create in our head and how we create a story about how I'm a victim and you're a villain and I'm going to live in my basement for the rest of my life or I'm going to be poor or or lonely for the rest of my life or you're going to screw me and I'm never going to see the kids. And all of Mm. these stories that totally undercut our confidence in moving through this process. And there are often lies and untruths. And so Mm, mm. uh, step seven is about saying you are the author of your story. So if Mm. you're writing one that doesn't serve you, edit it, Mm. alter it, change it. And that will build your confidence to move forward in a healthier way. I'm into it. You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging through the phone or video conferencing. The matching process is quick, but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash MTR. And you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. I have a question. Uh, I'm thinking of like literally two people in my practice right now uh, that I see relatively regularly and they, it will take them a while to get to you. Right. Because the seed of divorce becomes kind of that thing, that story that's that's all this resistance comes up. And I wrote an article a handful of years ago. It was it was called an open letter to people who are staying together for the kids. What do you say to these people who are like, I I can't get divorced because of the kids or I I want to stay married for the kids. Like, what is what do you have to offer them? Because that's a big it's yeah. in the way, right? I mean, yeah. it's really in the way. So in a what, very big way. How do you, so how, do you, actually, how do you soothe that for them? 
there, there's two things. Um, I'm, I'm not going to remember her name off the top of my head, but there's a TED talk where a researcher talks about how it's not divorce, it's conflict that can really mess up our children. And so if you're living in a household and conflict doesn't have to be screaming and yelling, it can be ice cold isolation and silent treatment. It can be a lot of different things. And so one of the things we talk about is what's the environment that the children are in. And then the other thing is we have an opportunity, and this is what I feel so passionately about. We have an opportunity to help people break generational chains and so we usually marry someone that's similar to our parents' dynamic. Mm. Um, and, and so when you start looking at what is our marriage, our relationship, what are we teaching our children about intimate love? Yeah. I never see mommy and daddy hold hands. I see mm. mommy and daddy yelling and screaming at each other. I see mommy and mommy, um, you know, uh, living separate lives while saying them like a, a million things that you guys and I have all come in contact with. And so whatever our children's experience of intimate love is, is what they're going to go out and look for when mm. they get older. And so we have an opportunity, dare I say, a responsibility yeah. to make sure that if the intimate love that we're living in can't be fixed and mended, then we need to decide how we want to move forward, mm -hmm. if not for ourselves, for our children. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I, I have this experience pretty regularly where I will ask people about, you know, what they want their kids to say about them. Because I ask this question all the time, right? I'll ask a couple to come in and say, tell me about your parents, right? And then they talk. And what I've found is that the first sentence is usually their marital status, Oh, my parents are still married or my parents, oh, my parents divorced when I was three or something like that. And then the, the rest mm -hmm. is the truth, right? The first sentence is my parents are still married. I don't know why. I, I can't remember the last time I saw them hug each other. They, they never talked to mm -hmm. each other. My mom and dad both do have totally separate lives. There's that, right? And then there's also right. my parents divorced, I don't know, when I was three and they, but you know, my mom remarried and so did my dad and I love my step siblings. And one time we went on vacation together and they're always sitting next to each other at the soccer game. And I'm sort of like, you know, what's the better story? Because the, the, the notion of whether or not my parents are divorced, of course we want married parents. Like that's awesome when parents can figure it out and stay together, but sometimes it's not the, the goal. Right. Right. And a lot of times, like I'm working with a, a, a young fella now and, um, and so we work with a lot of high conflict situations. And so there's a lot of, um, with the clients who come to us, there's a lot of codependence, people pleasing, mm -hmm. perfectionism. And in this particular case, his mom had a mental health issue. And so dad completely gave up everything to care for mom. And, and, and then he repeated that in his relationship and, and being able to connect the dots. Number one, uh, it lessens shame about mm -hmm. where you've found yourself it connects a lot of dots to help you understand um, you didn't lick it off the grass. This came from your upbringing. <laughs> Hold um, on. Is that a new phrase that I've never heard before? You didn't lick it off the grass? That's, Have you I've heard of that, Zach? No, that's new to me. Oh, Karen, you're my favorite person today. <laughs> oh, man, that's going on our Instagram page. Okay, go on. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt, but you blew my mind. 
Yeah. And so, and so that story, and, and while I'm not a therapist and as a coach, we don't spend a lot of time in the past. For me, when I meet a client, really within the first one or two or three sessions, I invite them to just tell that story about their family of origin and about their spouse's family of origin. And sometimes just telling the story is eyes wide open, like, holy cow. Yeah. You know what? My dad did cheat and her mom did whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is really fascinating, which Mm -hmm. brings us back to the earlier conversation of breaking generational chains. We don't Mm -hmm. have to um, bring forward what we came from. Yeah. I like that. And I have to say, I hope the microphone is picking up your Florida birds because we don't have anything like that sounds like that here on the (laughs) West coast. Um, uh, it's interesting. I got garbage trucks. About, Can you hear my garbage trucks? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming through. Thinking, thinking oh, about shucks. generational stuff, because I also think part of this process is understanding how did you get here into this situation? We do this with um, a fair recovery as well. How did you get to this situation? And um, awareness helps you to not repeat the same process because I think a lot of people um, when they're coming into my office for relationship therapy, it's after the divorce is already settled down and they are doing sort of premarital work of, or remarital work. Like how do I, mm. how do I take what I learned from my last relationship that ended in a fiery mess? And how do I not apply that or make changes? How do I make some awareness in this new relationship? And I think this step process, well, I'm trying, I'm kind of trying to figure out what step is that, that we were just talking about? Is that seven? Step, well, step seven. seven, step seven is, is really changing your story. And okay. so the story may be I'm a victim or I failed or I'm a loser mm-hmm. or this is all my fault. And it's yeah. never anyone's like, when, oh, you know, right. one of the things that, that we often deal with is, you know, I'll have someone get on and especially the high conflict, they'll like wax on about the, the high conflict personality, understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was married to a high conflict personality. Mm-hmm. And then after a pause, you know, I'll, I'll say, so what was, what was your part? Yeah. yeah. And there's silence because I haven't looked there. I've been so crystal clear on this noisy, busy, difficult, displeasing mm-hmm. situation that I, 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 I have no answer for you as to yeah. what was my part in it. Or you have the other person where it's like, it's, it's all my fault. And so mm-hmm. Those are places to do a lot of that um, conscious raising and understanding the full picture because, you know, what I say is you as as a wife are 100% responsible for your marriage and him as a husband is 100% responsible for the marriage. And if you're giving 200%, um, there's a problem right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of only you know, 100%. So not right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. not 120 if you're feeling good that day. Well, I just I mean um, I think that's so empowering too when you when you invite and ask and encourage people to to just take care of their own stuff. I mean, it's really the only power that you have in a relationship. Um right. and it's how you get more power, you know, right. over your partner. Well, so. actually that statement is, you know, that's worth its weight in gold because going through divorce, um the court system sucks. Um, and after COVID it's like moving like molasses frozen uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's displeasing. Uh, they're not mental health experts in there. So there's all types of things that go on. And so you feel very out of control because you're not in control. Mm-hmm. And so we invite people 
to you can go through your divorce feeling so empowered if you simply focus on the thing that you have control over, which is Mm -hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Like you keep your focus on on your shortcomings and your wounds that need healing and refining and and your desires for for growth mm-hmm. and being a better parent and a better person. And you will feel so empowered that you're going to be calm, clear, confident. You're going to move forward. You're mm-hmm. going to be a great role model for your kids and mm-hmm. you're going to have less conflict in your negotiations. Mm-hmm. OK, I have a question for you. And, um, you know, we have limited time, but holy moly, you've really piqued my interest. Now I'm like your biggest fan. Didn't know much, but now I'm, I'm already, I'm in, I'm a believer. Um, okay. So the 12 steps, we're not going to have time to go through all of them, but where can folks find out about this information so that if they are like, okay, Laura, you only told us about three um, and they want to know more, where do they go? Yeah. So journeybeyonddivorce.com is our website and right on the homepage are a number of free resources and a whole um, explanation of each of the 12 steps so that they can learn more. Amazing. Okay. Okay. Wait, it sounds like Laura, hold on. I'm going to hijack because it sounds like you're trying to wind this thing down and I'm not ready. So I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I was just (laughs) trying to, I, I had a if, other if question. If we run out of time, now we already know how to find you. Yeah. Now we know how to find you. Right. <laughs> okay. No, we are, we're not giving Karen, you're hanging out with us for a little longer, Karen. So Sorry. I have this uh, other question and it's about, um, so I just remember, I don't know, 15, maybe years ago, I, I first found that guy, Dave Ramsey, who is just kind of doing his thing, but yep. he's sort of talking about. I've never heard that divorce in my life. I just remember when he said, um, when you, when divorce becomes a thing. It's no, you're no longer in a relationship. You're in a business negotiation. Like when that becomes clear, do you, do I, I sort of thought you were, when you talked about step one, that you were going to have some measure of acceptance in there. That's got to happen at some point. But like, at what point do you help people like look them in the face and you say, (laughs) would you step what? Nine. Oh, great. You gotta wait, you gotta wait, you gotta go through (laughs) But, but at what point do you look at people and go, Hey, honey, honey you're getting divorced. Like you got, you got to, Oh, how do you do that with people? Yeah. And the reason step nine is as far back as it is, is because Mm. it's, well, first of all, acceptance is such a journey in and of itself. So the first level of acceptance is okay. I've decided and I have to tell my spouse and my kids or or I just got told. He or she just told yeah. me, and holy cow, my whole world just fell apart. Hmm. So there's just so so, and as therapists, you know, right? Like that that like denial, that like f- brain fog, and all of that. And then there's acceptance throughout the entire process. So one of the acceptances that I'll mention that I think most of my clients chuckle at is acceptance of how the other person shows up. So how long have each Mm. of you been married? You said 24 years? 24, yeah. And Laura? I think I'm at like 11 or 12. Yeah. So, so what's fascinating is people will come to me and they've been married 10, 20, 40 years and they'll go, I can't believe he blank. And it's like, has he ever done that before? Oh my God, for years. (laughs) And that's resistance. The resistance of, um, I can't believe my spouse who has done the same thing that's irritated me for years and years or decades and decades just did it again. And when I can point out that and say, if you marry a zebra, he wakes up or she wakes up as a zebra every day, not as, you know, a giraffe, like that's, they're not changing. And then what happens is 
once they enter divorce, now they expect them to be different. Well, if they could be different, you wouldn't be where you are. So you're you, they're them. And when you can accept that dynamic, there's no more trying to change. The only one you're trying to change is you for the better. Mm-hmm. That level of acceptance blows people's people out of the water. Like that enables them to stop. There's a saying I share, be accepting and expecting of how whoever you're in relationship with, your, your adult child, your soon-to-be ex, mm-hmm. how they show up you're not angry and frustrated and disappointed anymore. And when they show up in a more positive and pleasing way, great, surprise, terrific. That's a huge one with acceptance. Okay. It's interesting because I think when people put divorce on the table and they actually say, this is really happening. And then they start going down that path. Cause a lot of people sort of stand at that, that fork in the road, we stay together uh, or we divorce and they stand there for a really long time and they come to therapy and they do nothing. And they just wait around to be hit with something that's going to smack them upside the head and say, here's your choice. Here's where you're going. And I find that when divorce is on the table, or when there is post-affair, discovery of an affair, those are the big moments where people say, okay, now we're moving. Now we're doing something. And I'm imagining that if one person is going through this 12-step recovery process, that there are elements that are going to make them a better partner in this relationship and that they're going to want to turn around and say, wait, I I think I can do this better. I'm not ready to divorce. Or I know that we are just, you know, we're down that path. We've already set the wheels in motion, but look at all the growth that I've had. Because what you're just saying of acceptance, if you can learn to accept your partner, you're going to see them in a whole new light. And it might not be the co-parent light that you want. It might be the lover that you want. You want to go back. And and that's why, you know, when I when I have people who come to me who maybe their spouse wants a divorce, um, that's exactly what I say. If if you engage in 12 steps, if you do some coaching and we just focus on your part, mm-hmm. whether you end or mend, you're going to be further along. You're going to be more conscious, more intentional, more um more, more careful in your words and your actions. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, you're going to be better across Mm -hmm. the board. And it's either, it's going to do one of two things. It's either the other person's going to go running for the hills um, or, or fighting you. Mm. Um, And so, so you'll know the decision of ending or mending will be crystal clear. So if you're not sure, don't go. If in doubt, don't stay because the person, this person is familiar to you. They know your buttons. They're going to help you with your triggers. They're going to help you with your healing. Mm. They're going to be your Buddha. They're going to be the thing that can heal and refine you the most. And then you're going to hit a point. You're going to be like, okay, now I'm clear. And once you're clear, you will be crystal clear. Wow. All right. Um, I had something else that that really piqued my interest. And I was curious if we could talk about this is the unique, how do I want to put this uh, experience that men have in the divorce process? I'm really curious about what that looks like kind of for personal reasons, but just really wondering. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm just asking for a friend, like, (laughs) (laughs) she's not she's not asking for a friend those guys could not be more in love it's so annoying oh (laughs) i just spent three days at their house (laughs) (laughs) 
like, <laughs> kudos to you. This was a really funny part, Zach, that you shared with me. Sorry to hijack this. Uh, when you said it is very clear to me that out of the men in this household, I am at the very bottom. <laughs> oh, when I was saying, I was hanging out there for a few days and we were talking about like, gosh, it must be hard for you to hang out with me and spend so much time in this room alone and teaching. And she was like, she was like, nah, we're not sent over it. I go, yeah, I figured it out because in this house, I'm definitely third, like at a minimum. And there's a male dog. So I'm probably fourth. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you know, when we have a lot of the divorce coaching organizations out there, coach women, there's like a huge, huge amount of support for women. Mm-hmm. And so, Um, So we we coach both men and women. Men probably make up about 30 plus percent of our client base. Mm -hmm. And so when the the men who come to us, they're, you know, they're just, they're, um, they're willing to be vulnerable. Uh, They're, um, they want to understand, they want to grow through this. And so that's all very much the same as, Mm -hmm. as the women who come Mm -hmm. to us where, uh, where they struggle sometimes is you can have someone who's um, the primary earner who um, is really afraid of losing their children and mm. and that their role as primary earner and therefore less time with the children is being used against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we work with them on that. Uh, you We have had... Um, dads who are, you know, negotiators and very articulate, and we help them to understand how intimidating their way of communication is. And so we, we help them to pull back and, and learn to be more acknowledging and validating and slow down or, or soften uh, their approach because it's coming from this fear and that anxiety. And Mm. then, and then this reactiveness happens. And Mm so, uh, while every human being is different, I would say that one of the things a lot of men have said to us is, um, it's easy to talk about my thoughts than my feelings. And right. so a coach feels safer than a therapist in cool. some ways, even though, you know, it's two sides of the same coin in many ways, we're getting to the feelings. Yeah. Um, Coaching is all about like you, you walk away from a session, you have an action plan, which can be as robust as you care for it to be. And so the ability to roll up their sleeves and fix things in between and do mm-hmm. is a huge, um, you know, a huge plus for the men that we coach with. Like that's really, really important. And, um, and for us, and especially we have support groups that we do, and they're always co-ed. And the mm. reason for that is there's a lot of judgment about gender, which is so untrue. And it's wow. like, there are good men and there are good women. There are disordered men and there are disordered women. There are, you know, there are broken men and there are broken women. And so let's get rid of gender and let's get together. And I tell you, the healing that has happened when the women in a group hear a guy talk from his heart about his brokenness, about his codependence. About, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is yeah. not, it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. And so we love the fact that we bring that to the table. Karen, that is so awesome. brilliant. And I, I'm noticing this in um, just in a space of, I cannot have empathy for the partner that I'm trying to divorce who may be a man, right? 
But when I am in group and I'm listening to this man's story that is not my husband, that I'm not triggered by, but I'm hearing him and his vulnerability and his pain, I think what you're allowing is the opportunity to feel empathy for the other side when it is not your partner that you're at war with. Hopefully not at war after going through 12 steps with you. But um, I just think, man, that is so cool. I am your biggest fan right now. Just have to say. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Was that what were you going to say? I cut you off. Oh, I was going to say something cheesy like, yeah, and it sounds like a great business model for helping them get back into the dating world or something like oh, that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we can I'm scratch that I spoke off. over you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are very funny. Okay, Carrie, let me clarify this with you. Um, you have mentioned programs. You've mentioned yes. individual coaches, group support. What else is going on? I mean, how can people access all of this information support? Yeah, well, our um, our podcast, Journey Beyond Divorce, has been up since 2016, Yeah, um, where we've got well over 100 episodes. And my brain works in series, and yeah. so I do series. And so I had a year-long high-conflict divorce series. I had, um, a, a, I think, a 12-episode um, high-net-worth playbook divorce Ooh. series. Uh, we're just relaunching our Navigating Divorce series, which is all about the legal, the financial. There's about six episodes on children and custody and parenting plans and 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 then post-divorce and co-parenting. Yes. Yep. I'm, I'm putting you as my favorite so that I can... These are just going to download on my phone so I can listen to the podcast. So you have the podcast. So obviously our listeners know of podcasts. So Journey Beyond Divorce... Um, and then the website is journeybeyonddivorce.com. Yes, everything's Journey Beyond Divorce. And the thing that um, I would like to you know, offer your listeners is if you're struggling, if, if, if this should I stay or should I go is something that's been um, on your radar, mm-hmm. we offer a rapid relief call. It's a full hour coaching session, completely free what? with me or one of my coaches. There's no strings attached and you get to experience what our divorce coaching is like. You will absolutely walk away with a lot of value. You'll walk away wow. with an action plan mm-hmm. and you can decide whether or not um, the support is what you're looking for. And so that's the thing we love to offer. Mm-hmm. And it's our, our way of, you know, kind of giving back to the world. This has been amazing. I, um, this is just kind of scratching the surface. I think maybe I, I want to have you back on. Um, and if, is it possible? Cause I'm going to ask our listeners if questions come up that want to drive, um, talking with you more, can we reach out to you again, have you on again and answering some of the questions that are coming up for our listeners as they, after they listen to this podcast? That would be my honor and privilege oh, to do that. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, yes. Cause you. I didn't get enough time with you today and I just definitely want to make sure that we have you on again. And I know that this is feeding um, our listeners because there's a lot of listeners right now that are either standing at the fork in the road, they're in the process, they're on the other side of it, still feeling, still hurt, still in pain, and they need this. Um, so this is just a wonderful service that you're offering. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. I, I just, the last thing I would say is everyone focuses on the legal divorce. It's mm-hmm. it's the emotional 
untangling mm. that really frees you to live your best life. And that's mm-hmm. why we created the 12 step program. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we lost Zach, which, you know, no sweat off my back. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Um, I have to be honest, I had no idea uh, how this episode was going to go. I wasn't super familiar with Karen and I am leaving really feeling confident that Karen is offering a service that we all need support in while we are journeying, journeying, journeying beyond divorce. Get that? Um she is a very cool woman. And I think she is absolutely brilliant. Uh, just hearing a little bit about the 12-step process, she is nailing the skills that as a therapist, I would want to work on with couples. And um, I'm really happy that we had her on today. Uh, you can find Karen by going to journeybeyonddivorce.com. She also has her podcast, which I'm going to start binge listening on my runs starting today. Um, and thank you so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.